Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. preach a short message before we get into baptisms. Maybe you're in the room today and you've never been baptized. I don't want to put it past or um, not make this opportunity known. I know you came in your church clothes, but if for some reason you want to get baptized today and you didn't sign up, it is a possibility. Um, You can come out there when we go. So I'm just putting that out there to tell you that it is a possibility. In fact, this is the way they did it in scripture. They, uh, they believed and they were baptized immediately. Spontaneous baptism was a way in the Bible. Um, but we've been in a series called Fruitful. Everybody say fruitful. We talked about in Genesis 1 where God tells Adam and Eve when, when they're created to be fruitful and multiply. And we talked about how your purpose is to produce. Then week two, we talked about how it's not just to produce fruit. God isn't just intending us to produce fruit and look like good Christians and look, they're happy Christians and they're, 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 they're kind and they're gentle and they're joyful and they're patient and they're kind. But the purpose of that fruit is to carry a seed and that seed is Christ. So when you have the joy of the Lord that is your strength, you're carrying the seed of Christ into the world. And then we talked about if God's purpose is for us to be fruitful, then you better believe the enemy, the devil, is his purpose is for you not to be fruitful. It is the in opposition of God's purpose. And so last week we talked about, or the week before, we talked about the enemy of fruitfulness. The enemy of fruitfulness. And today I want to talk to you from this title, A Fruitful Funeral. A Fruitful Funeral. And you're going to understand what I mean by that in just a moment. Romans chapter 7, and then I'll let you sit down. Verse 4 says this. Likewise, my brothers, you you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to one another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. So you died so that you could bear fruit. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law having died so that which held, so that which held us captive. So that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code a few a fruitful funeral father today we thank you for your word that it does not return to you void god that it is living and active it sharpens us it it does something in our heart we need it to do something in our heart today god you call us to this uh, not a not a physical death but a but a death to self help us understand this concept that you lay out for us in romans today in jesus name amen you can be seated uh, for the next few moments I have, I just want to explain and expand on this idea of a, fu- a fruitful funeral. Listen, you have to understand that when it comes to fruitfulness and what Romans is talking about, 
you dying. Listen, when you, come, when you become a Christian, when you give your life to the Lord, in one, in one way you're saying, I'm dying to myself. This isn't a physical death, but it is a dying to your self-desires, to your selfishness. And we're not going to get it wrong all the time, but it is, a, it is a death. And Christ is the example of that. Christ, listen, Christ in the flesh was a seed, if you will. I said a couple weeks ago, and I was actually, I found out recently that I was wrong, that a seed has to die. But actually, a seed doesn't die. It has to, it has, it, the shell comes apart so that what's inside of it can live and can grow. And what, Christ, what you have to understand is, is that Christ, in his perfection, came into, a world, into our world. He was carrying the kingdom of God. He was fully man, fully God, coming into the earth as a seed. And he had to die. His body had to die on the cross. And when he was resurrected, it was as if he was shelling him, so that the shell was coming off, and that what was inside, the Spirit of God, could multiply in the earth. And then we see in Acts 1, the, the, the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And now it's not just, now it's Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me, not just Christ walking around in the earth in the flesh, but Christ lives in me. The only way that was ever going to happen was by him going to the cross as the seed of Christ and releasing the spirit. The Bible says when he said it was finished, the veil was torn. What was behind that veil was God's presence and his spirit. The veil was torn from top to bottom, representing and making it the spirit of God available to all of us. And so he is the example of this. And he's saying in Romans, listen, just as Christ has died, we too, we too must die. But it's a, it's a death to self. It's a death to your desires. It's a death to your plans taking up his plans. We too must die to ourselves so that the spirit can multiply. When we die to ourselves, when you die to your desires, you become fruitful. Listen to me. Fruitfulness requires you to die to self-centeredness. You can't be fruitful and be self-centered. You can't bear fruit for God's kingdom and, be, and everything revolve around you. You have to die to your self-centeredness. Fruitfulness requires you to die to shame. We talked last uh, two weeks ago that the enemy of fruitfulness, one of the enemies of fruitfulness is shame. Is shame. It's the enemy of fruitfulness because you no longer become intimate with God. You no longer become intimate with people. And it's that intimacy that causes us to be fruitful. Fruitfulness requires you to die to shame. In other words, you've made mistakes in your past. You've made mistakes yesterday. You've made mistakes five minutes ago, maybe. And whatever it was, whether it was 30 years ago or 30 seconds ago, you cannot carry the shame of the sin and the things that you've done in your life because it will hold you back from being fruitful. Fruit, that the shame will hold you back from being fruitful and producing what God wants to produce in you. So my hope today is that we would understand that, listen, we are dying to that shame. We are dying to that thing. If you, if you ever have gone to a funeral, 
you would understand this because nobody, unless nobody's coming to somebody's funeral and talking about all their mistakes. They look at their life and they look at the things they've achieved. When you die, you're burying those things. Don't go dig up the shame. Don't go dig up the things in the past. Fruitfulness requires you to die to legalism. It requires you to die to legalism. The Pharisees and the Sadducees in Scripture, the religious leaders of the time, they knew the law. He's saying you have to die to the law. You have to die to the law. The thing that once held you back, the thing, the checkbox Christianity that says, I've got to do it all right. And if, if I don't read my Bible and if I don't do this or if I do that, then I'm not good enough. That will hold you back from fruitfulness. And if you also look through at life through a, a, a legalistic lens, you will always be in judgment of everybody else around you. And therefore, you won't be able to be fruitful for God's kingdom. You will create a distance between you and the people God is calling you to be fruitful for. And we're, we're talking, we're, we're going into baptism in just a few moments. And, and worship team, I know you were just up here, but if you guys can come, because um, we're going we're gonna to go into baptism in just a moment. But you have to understand that baptism in Scripture is a part of this dying to yourself. What it, one way I could explain baptism is, is baptism is the funeral of the old you. Baptism is the funeral of the old you. We're saying goodbye to the old you and we're experiencing and seeing the new you because we are resurrected with Christ. If you, if you just go backwards one, uh, one chapter in Romans chapter 6, it says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that the grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us, listen, who, all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. What he's saying is, is that when we go into the waters of baptism, and this is one reason we, we practice full submersion because we see it in Scripture. We never see anything else than that. But also it is a representation of the burial and the resurrection, you are identifying in you that the old you is being buried and the new you is coming to life. The old you is being taken off. You're taking off the old and putting on the new. You're putting on the, the coat of righteousness. We're buried into the body of Christ. Baptism isn't salvation but it is the step that we take that God clearly lays out in scripture for us after we've given our life to the Lord to say not only is it an outward statement but something supernatural takes place in my heart I'm I'm burying the old me you have to understand that you're burying the burden you're you're buried to belong to the body of Christ he's grafting you into the body and in week one of fruitfulness, we talked about how he is the vine, you are the branches, you can do nothing outside of him. 
when you are grafted into the body of Christ and into Christ himself, you are fruitful. So baptism is a part of being fruitful. You can only listen. For some of us in the room today, you need to understand that you can only reach your God-given potential if you bury the past. If you keep living and dwelling in the past, you'll never be able to reach fully the God-given potential on your life. Can I have a, can I have a kid? Can, can, can Ezra, Glory, one of you, whoever wants to, to come up here. This is an egg, a dinosaur egg. You hold it, and then Ezra, drop it in for me in just a second, okay? This is a dinosaur egg. This represents, this, I want this to represent our life. Yeah? Hold it up so everybody can see the dinosaur egg. What's that? All right, now, Ezra, can you, can you drop that dinosaur egg? You guys have seen these, right? These kids' toys. Drop that in the bowl there. And so this dinosaur egg sits in the water. If you've ever seen these, and it begins to... It begins to shell, and all the stuff around it that's holding it tight begins to dissolve. It's growing in there. Do you think a dinosaur will come out? You do? Because I'm not ready to fight a dinosaur today. And so this, it shells its, it shells what's, what was holding it together, what was holding it on the inside, so that it could be transformed into something that can be used. You can't use the egg, you can use the towel, yeah? This is a picture of baptism and a picture of what I just read in Romans. When you go under that water, it is the old you that is dying. So that what's on the inside, what God, the spirit of, same spirit of God who rose Christ from the dead lives in you, the same spirit can come out and can flourish. That's what a seed does, what's locked inside of it comes out so that it can bear more fruit. And so that it can multiply. And what God wants to do, he wants to, he wants to bury the old you so that the new you can come to life. So that the you he designed can come to life. And so if you've never been baptized in the room today, I challenge you. Don't wait till your life is fixed up. Don't wait until I got to get my life together. In fact, this is a tool and a mechanism, a step that God calls us to that will actually help you live in the reality of your new life. It's not just a symbol. It is, but it's not just a symbol. Something supernatural takes place. If you've never been baptized underwater, I encourage you, if you do it today or sign up today, please. If you've been baptized before, my challenge for all of us is to live in the light and in the reality of that baptism. Maybe you're like, oh, I need to be baptized again because I've, I've done a lot of stuff since then and I just haven't lived. No, 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 no. You don't need to be baptized again. You need to live in the reality of the baptism that you had then and live in the fact, don't go revisit the grave. Don't keep digging up the old you. Don't keep digging up the shame. But live in the reality of that so that God can cause your life to flourish. Amen? Can you stand to your feet with me? We're going we're gonna to sing one last worship song and then myself and those who are being baptized are going to go get ready. We're going to do our best to put it on the screen and in the room, okay? So hang out in here. Hey, listen, when they're baptized, I know they may not be able to hear you out there, but I want you to cheer in here, okay?
I want you to give a big cheer when you see them baptized because we're celebrating life today. We're so excited. Father, today, we thank you for those being baptized. We thank you that those who have been baptized, we live in the reality and the light of our baptism, God, that we died to ourselves, that we could be new. Thank you, God, that you make us new creations today. God, for that person in the room who's never said yes to you, I thank you today is the day to decide I'm all in. If that's you in the room and you've never given your life to Jesus, you're watching online, today is the day. Take the next step and say, I'm going all in. Just say to God right now, I'm in. You are the Lord of my life. I'm dying to my plans, myself, and I'm taking up your life, Jesus. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's just worship together as we get ready for the baptism.